Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Charlemagne Nagar. Hey, welcome to The Daily Show. Your host Charlemagne the God. Hello. That's right. Now you probably remember me as the host of the other Comedy Central show, God's Honest Truth. And if you don't remember, oh, that's probably why I got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. You should have watched. Uh, but I'm super excited to be here. Okay. That's right. Uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. So let's get into some headlines. Let's begin with some major updates from the 2024 election. In the Republican race, former Vice President Mike Pence announced that he is ending his campaign. (sighs) That's right. Mike Pence dropped out to spend more time in a separate bedroom from his wife. I will say, though, is it really ending your campaign when your campaign never got off the ground to begin with? It's like turning down sex when you have erectile dysfunction. Like, the choice was made for you already, my guy. All right? I'll be honest, though, I feel bad for Mike Pence. His shot at the White House was over the moment he decided to do the right thing and not overturn the election. He had to get the same people. That's right. Give him some round of applause for that, yeah. He had to get the same people who wanted to hang him to hire him. I mean, for a guy so Christian, Mike Pence gets a lot. But Republicans deciding they don't want to run against Donald Trump after all is not a surprise. What is a surprise is that there's finally a Democrat running against Joe Biden. President Joe Biden is facing a challenge from a member of his own party. Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips of Minnesota has entered the 2024 race for the White House. I think President Biden has done a spectacular job for our country, but it's not about the past. This is an election about the future. Phillips, a 54-year-old former business executive, believes President Biden is on pace to lose to former President Donald Trump and needs to be challenged for the Democratic nomination. I, in the Democratic candidate, who can win, who can win the 2024 election. So I say our time is now, and I say, and let's say it all together, what's my slogan? One, two, three. Everyone's invited. 
Listen, you can't do a call and response on day one of your campaign. No one knows what your slogan is. Because what do I always say? On the count of three, say it with me. One, two, three. That's right. <laughs> you don't know what I always say because it's my first day. Right? Now, a lot of Democrats are upset that someone is challenging Joe Biden, which is weird because they're always talking about how democracy is in peril. Now, this guy's like, well, I'll run too. And they're like, no, we don't mean democracy in the Democratic Party. So I think it's good that they've got someone running against Biden. Even if you support Biden, you should want him to get some practice in the ring because so far, outside of Trump, Biden's toughest opponent has been gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be glad Biden is getting challenged, okay? I don't know if this is the guy, though. The first time I hear about you shouldn't be when you're running for the highest office in the land. Sure, Trump didn't have political experience, but at least I saw him on TV. And I don't need Dean Phillips to be a celebrity, but he should at least go on one episode of Naked and Afraid. Just one, okay? <laughs> now, the reason Dean Phillips is the only serious Democrat running against Joe Biden is that the bigger names are staying out, like Gavin Newsom. Governor of California and dollar store American psycho. A, a lot of people think he would be a good candidate. And after what happened with him on a trip to China over the weekend, I would definitely want to see him run. The Los Angeles Times says California Governor Gavin Newsom visited China, where he fouled out during a photo op with some kids. Newsom stopped by a school basketball court in Beijing Friday while demonstrating his skills. He stumbled and then he knocked down a student. Newsom and the boy ended up on the ground, though neither appeared to be hurt. That's right. That's right. Finally, a Democrat is getting tough on China, okay? <laughs> Newsom took that kid down like, oh, that's for COVID, bitch, all right? And it's bad enough Newsom ran through that kid's chest, but did they have to make that the new cover of NBA 2K? <laughs> you know what I'm really thinking? How is this guy worse at basketball than Chinese people? I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who are your three favorite Chinese basketball players? <laughs> Let's move on to Congress because the Democrats aren't the only party not giving the people what they want. Uh, last week, Republicans decided that the new Speaker of the House would be Mike Johnson, Louisiana Congressman. I don't know who the f*** he is either. Um, <laughs> no one had ever heard of the guy before he became Speaker, but since then, we've been learning a lot about him, especially what his favorite book is. Johnson's religion is the cornerstone of his politics. Go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. In a Facebook post just last year, Johnson argued biblical beliefs couldn't be separated from public affairs, a sentiment he's long championed. Before entering Congress, Johnson did legal work for a creationist museum and has said the Bible depicts actual historical events. You once worked for the Alliance Defense Fund, a Christian advocacy group, yep. and comments you had made both in writing and advocacy for this group about homosexuality, calling it sinful, destructive, um, and, and not supporting gay marriage. Um, quote, no clear right to sodomy in the Constitution. I mean, yeah, it would have been weird if they'd put sodomy in the Constitution, right? So, so we're all agreed there's going to be no king, there will be three branches of government, and we're all cool with butt stuff. Like, mm. <laughs> the Constitution never would have been finished if they spent all that time specifying what was and wasn't allowed, okay? Section 17, where do we stand on rim jobs? It's like, mm. <laughs> And just to be clear, there's no right to sodomy in the Constitution, but there is a clause, you can get it on your birthday. 
The, the point is, the new speaker of the house is a hardcore Christian whose worldview is just the Bible. And it's funny to me how only Christian politicians are allowed to do that. Imagine if Elon Omar was like, yeah, my views are basically everything in the Quran. Even Muslims would be like, Asalama, hell no, okay? <laughs> For more on Speaker Mike Johnson, let's go live to the U.S. Capitol with Michael Costa. <laughs> Michael, what do you think of the new speaker being such a Bible believer? Oh, it's great news, Charlemagne. Until now, the House has been a dysfunctional mess of gridlock and infighting. But when you introduce religion into a conflict, it gets fixed right away. (laughs) But what if Mike Johnson tries to force his religious beliefs into law? Well, would that be so bad? The Bible's rules are timeless and always relevant. Like uh, right here, shellfish must be banned as a detestable abomination. Great idea. The only good part of lobster anyways was the butter, right? We, we should just be drinking the hot butter. Or what about this? God tells Ezekiel to bake bread over a fire made of dry human dung. Yeah, poop. Okay, that could be our clean energy that America needs. Well, it's not that clean, but it's renewable. And, and you know, after a tummy full of hot butter, I'm basically a power plant. Well, how about this? How about this? A menstruating woman is unclean, and the righteous man shall not approach her. Let's try it, America. Michael, come on, seriously. Shunning women from society during their menstrual cycle sounds backwards as hell. Calm down. Calm down, okay? It's just during their period. That's like, what, 20, 30 minutes? You know, it'll it'll be done with respect, and I'm sure Mike Johnson has talked all about these Bible-based policies already. Actually, no. Uh, I don't think he's ever talked about any of these weird laws you're talking about. (laughs) Come on, man. Mike Johnson? You're telling me he he, he wouldn't just pick and choose the parts of the Bible he liked best. Oh, God. That would be hypocritical. Gosh, Charlemagne, for a guy named The God, you don't know a lot about Christianity. (laughs) We can expect Mike Johnson to push for all these laws, and I can't wait for him to implement 1 Samuel chapter 18, where David has to bring 200 foreskins to King Saul as a dowry to marry the princess. Why are you looking forward to that? Well, because I've, I've been collecting foreskins, okay? And, and just in case American law returns to its biblical roots and allows me to trade them for a wife. Where, where, where does one collect foreskins? I, matter of fact, I don't even want to know. How many foreskins are in that bag? Well, let's just say if 200 foreskins gets you a princess, I'm going to be Mr. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Disgusting, man. Uh, Michael Costa, everybody. That's right. When we come back, I found out what your most unexpected political opinion is, so don't go anywhere. (laughs) 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Daily Show. Now, people say I'm a contrarian, but I disagree. Also, I bet a lot of people have opinions you wouldn't expect, so I went out on the streets and asked them. That's right, I'm outside hitting the streets of New York to see if people's political curtains match their political drapes. Let's see if New York surprises me. How would you describe yourself politically? Liberal. Liberal? Absolutely. Okay. You are wearing a denim trench coat, which is pretty liberal. When people see you, what do you think they see politically? Probably a liberal. Politically, definitely more democratic. Okay. Like, voted for Democrats in the last several elections. Okay. How do you feel about paying taxes? Oh, I don't like it. Ooh, sounds like you're a Republican. When people see you, what do you think they see politically? First, I'm Asian, right? And I'm immigrant, Mm -hmm. right? So... Uh, I, I think they do have a stereotype, but then I went to actually historical African-American college. It's really? called Bluefield College. So, oh, in like, Jersey? Yeah, in Jersey. Okay. So, like, I don't think they're in HBCU. Oh, uh, no, Just but... there's a lot of black people that don't make it in Yeah, HBCU. that's not HBCU, but, like, I have more relationship with African-American uh, buddies, so... Gotcha. Some of your best friends are black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did find some books that matched their cover. I am a registered Republican. Okay. And some that even LeVar Burton couldn't get a read on. I was originally like a supporter of Ted Cruz and... Damn, you a Ted Cruz guy? I don't think there's any Ted Cruz guys. Politically, I would describe myself as conservative. When people see you, what do you think they see politically? I think they see liberal. I live in New York, I'm a construction worker. Construction worker, the classic progressive job. When people see you, what do they think you are politically? Democrat, liberal, um, someone who's just uh, down with the agenda. You know, big city, you know, liberal agenda. What is the big city liberal agenda? You know, abortion on demand. um, What do you got against abortion on demand? You know, I think that, you know, we should promote policies that support life. You know, not necessarily. You've never had the wrong person pregnant. Damn, these people must have some shit in common. Now, there's got to be at least one Republican talking point that you agree with. I mean, I, at least conspiracy theories. I mean, I can't think of, I can't think of any specific, I, none that I've heard that I remember. Gate? What was Pizzagate? What, it was like putting little kids on, yeah, the topping on pizzas? I don't remember, I never heard about that. Really? What about book banning? No, I don't. I... What if it's this book? Come on, Caroline. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> See, you agree with book banning. Maybe they couldn't get turned on to the opposition's politics, but they could get turned on by the politicians. What Democrat are y'all unexpectedly attracted to? Barack Obama. Love that. That's true. I kind of yeah. agree with that answer. I think Vivek? Yeah, he's pretty good looking. Ooh. What Republican are you unexpectedly attracted to? Um, what's his, Cawthorn in the wheelchair? Possibly, I don't know. Unfortunately, he's unfortunately a good looking man. What Democrat are you unexpectedly attracted to? 
attracted to. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying AOC. If you want me to say AOC, I'm not saying AOC. Uh, it must be AOC because I didn't say anything about AOC. No, uh, Anna Cassandra. I think you want to say Alexandria. No, no, yeah, Anna. Yeah. What Republican are you unexpectedly attracted to? Oh. Marjorie Green. Whoa. I was not expecting that one. Me either. In any way, shape, or form. So you like a buff babe, huh? I'm not afraid of, you know, women's bodies. Yeah. But what did people see when they looked at a handsome, successful, intellectual black man? What do you think my political views are? I think you're conservative. Really? I do. Hey, I know you are, you know, a little bit of conservative. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning some things about myself. Okay. Yeah. I would say more of a conservative. Jesus Christ. What the hell is going on today? What do you think my political views are? Well, I mean, it's not like I don't know you, so I know kind of what your political views are. Are you a fan? I'm not a fan. Okay. I'm not a fan, no. What do you think my views are politically? I would have no idea. That's what I, I like. think you. No, I would have no idea, because looks are deceiving. You just look like a respectable man that's taking care of himself and is about his business. Thank you for not stereotyping me. Thank you, sir. When we come back, Representative Nancy Mace will be joining me on the show. So don't you go anywhere. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to The Daily Show. Uh, my guest tonight is from my home state of South Carolina. Please welcome Republican Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Uh, it's an honor. Your first night debut hosting yes. The Daily Show. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, me and Nancy went to the same high school. Yes. Uh, Scrafford High School, and our mothers taught at Scrafford High School at the mm -hmm. same time. The same time, and yes. we both... Um, Nancy dropped out. I dropped out before you did. I got kicked out. You got kicked out. I got kicked out. So That was I'm, the second high school I got kicked out of in, yeah. in South Carolina. I was a trailblazer. Yeah. I did it before you. That's right. Uh, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> so are we like the poster children for how much high school sucks and you yeah. don't really need it? Right. Yeah, and and how what we shouldn't have been successful. Like you and I, yeah. to be on the stage tonight, to be on, doing the Daily Show out of the, basically the same stoplight in South Carolina. That's right. We were that close. We're the same age, and we both dropped out or got kicked out of high school to be here tonight together is a huge testament to uh, hard work mm -hmm. and to values um, it's amazing it's, we should not be where we are today should we say something uh, yeah. that's true that is true but should we say something 
about about pro being pro high school. I don't want kids to just drop out. No, I know. don't want my kids dropping out of yeah, high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. your kids dropping out of high school. You got to get right. your high school diploma, and if you get your high school diploma, your kids are more likely to get theirs too. But it's a testament to whether, whether it's divine intervention, That's divine right. attraction. It's a testament to hard work, a little bit of good luck. That's right. But um, it's a huge honor to be here and to do this. It's just, Happy it's, to have you. Awesome. Yeah. And you know. Love this guy. Love him. Yeah. The first time we met was backstage at uh, a Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock comedy show in North Charleston, South Carolina. Yep. And somebody snapped this picture. And when I walked back there, y'all was in like a heated debate, kind of. Yeah, we were drinking what? tequila. There was tequila okay. involved. Did you partake in the tequila? I did have some tequila. We were doing shots of tequila, uh, for better or worse. And we had a, a political debate. And basically, from my recollection, is that Dave Chappelle's message was that Republicans need to read the room. And my message is, Every politician, Democrat or Republican, mm -hmm. need to read the room because they aren't paying attention to the people. Mm -hmm. And the people are the ones that elected them to office. And that's what we have to be doing today. Did you feel like uh, prejudged in a way just because you were introduced as a conservative so he just automatically assumed you know, what you are about? A little bit. Okay. And I, I'm not your typical Republican. I mm -hmm. would say not typical conservative because when I agree with my party, I support them. When I disagree, I call my party out and I do it over and over and over again. I would say I have a different flavor of Republicanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they, you've been described as someone who swings repeatedly between a Trump-centric conservative and an mm -hmm. establishment-bucking centrist. And like you said, you speak out against GOP leadership, but you do vote with the GOP uh, on a majority of issues. So people do want to know, who, who are you? Who is Nancy Mace? I would like to think of myself more of a maverick, right? So when okay. I'm with my party, I support them, I'll vote with them, and then I call them out when I, when I disagree. And sometimes it's when I vehemently disagree. I mean, I just booted out the old speaker and got a new speaker in mm -hmm. because I felt like the former speaker wasn't the right leader for our country mm -hmm. and wanted to make a difference in the lives of everybody that we represent. And I buck the party line a lot when it's the right thing to do. And I come from a very independent leaning district. It's not the same low country that you and I grew up in. It's That's very right. purple. It's very, I would almost say small L libertarian. There's uh, there are Democrats, Republicans, and a lot more independents than anybody else. People that are disaffected by the Republican Party and Democrat Party, the, they are they they created the majority of the district. Very independent-minded. I saw uh, you know I saw you did vote against uh, you voted to get Kevin McCarthy out, but mm -hmm. the GOP said that they got it out for you now. I think. I oh, read I it bet out. they do. Yeah. And and folks can go to nancymace.org and support me because mm -hmm. they are coming after me. I, I got one of the insiders, one of the establishment insiders, booted out of the speaker's office and got someone who's not bought and paid for mm -hmm. by Washington. I voted with the people on that. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. How do you feel about that vote now that the one piece of government Republicans control is in disarray? Well, I would say we're in disarray because Republicans and Democrats alike put us in disarray. I mean, look, our nation has $33 trillion in debt. And it's not just Democrats or Republicans, it's both parties. We're in this mess today and you're looking at our military. We're spread thin throughout the world and Israel has all these issues. We've got Ukraine, all these things, and our allies are counting on us and we can't because of our economic and financial situation that mm -hmm. was created by both parties. So my anger and my frustrations, like a lot of people, is that it's the fault of both sides today, not one or the other. Both sides are at fault and they need to take responsibility for it. Will Mike Johnson have any real power? Because Kevin McCarthy had none. Well, I would well, I would say that um, 
Kevin McCarthy, well, he, well, I've, we've got a guy today who is going to be honest, mm -hmm. he's going to be trustworthy, and he's going to tell the truth. And I would much rather have a guy that, that I might, <laughs> yes, he's going to trust me. Um, I'd rather have a guy that I might sometimes vehemently disagree with, mm -hmm. but is going to be trustworthy with me. And I'll tell you one thing that I will share with the, with the other guy, the former speaker, yes was maybe and maybe was no. I learned the hard way on that. And last week we had a couple candidate forums, and I asked all the candidates, what is their message to American women? Because women's issues has been an issue um, that's very near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And Mike Johnson was the only guy that came up to me afterwards and said, admitted that, hey, I didn't answer that question to the best of my ability. And I talked to my wife and, and it's all these other things. It's violence in our communities. It's uh, keeping our kids safe in schools. Mm -hmm. It's all these other things. And it's not necessarily about abortion, but it's about a number of issues that are facing women and moms back at home. And he was the only one to come back and say, hey, I didn't answer that question correctly 100%. And here's what I think about it now. And we're going to work with you on it. And I think that's, that's that shows humility. Mm -hmm. It shows honesty. And that shows trust. And I trust the process. And I think will be a better leader than what we had before. What, what do you think uh, about, you know, this? How do you think he would feel about this now? Because he once said, uh, he once wrote that homosexual relationships are inherently unnatural and that gay marriage is the dark harbinger of chaos and sexual anarchy that could doom even the strongest republic. Well, we, vote, we voted on gay marriage. I voted for it. Okay. So my positions today are the same as they would be six months ago. Thank mm -hmm. you. And... My, my position is if you are gay and you want to be as happily or miserably married mm -hmm. as a straight couple, more power <laughs> I, more power to you. If you want to serve our country and take a bullet for our nation, then you ought to be able to do that. And so uh, my position is, is going to be different than the speaker's, and that's okay. But he's a guy that I do believe will be honest and tell the truth. And, you know, Democrats and Republicans didn't trust the last guy. And at least we know where the chess pieces will be on the board and what sandbox we're playing in, and we can figure that out together because we know what we're going to get out of Mike Johnson is the truth and honesty, humility and someone we can trust, even if we disagree with him. Well, well, what does it say to gay Americans that this man is now the party's leader, though? Like, what if that still is truth, what I just read? Well, I mean, it's not going to pass. The vast majority of members of this con of this Congress, both Republican and Democrat, support LGBTQ, gay marriage. So that's not really going to have an influence on what we do as a House, because we, we voted on these things and voted to codify gay marriage. Okay. Uh, people are saying you're on the short list to be Trump's VP. After seeing what happened to Mike Pence, <laughs> someone who, you know, was once claimed the future of the GOP by S.E. Cup, is being Trump's running mate really worth it? Well, I haven't been asked yet, and mm -hmm. my focus is, is now on South Carolina, as it always will be. And I understand why people might be talking about it. I do a lot for women's issues, and Republicans lost women last year. But my focus today, as it always will be, I love the low country where you and I grew up in, mm -hmm. and that's where my focus is. Period. Is it intriguing, though? I think it's intriguing. It's interesting. And I, and I think it's it's a conversation we need to have because I want my little girl to know that she can be president one day. And I want to see Republicans put women on the ticket, vice president, presidential. I mean, I want to see that happen because I want little girls everywhere to know they too can be president one day. So I think it's an important conversation to have. But so are two a lot of other conversations. And you're like one heart attack away if he was like his VP. Well, would you of like being that? President. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, why are Republicans still holding primaries when we know it's going to be Trump? <laughs> well, I mean, Democrats now have a primary with Dean Phillips entering in, into the, uh, the the presidential nomination mm -hmm. process. But it, I do think it's going to be Trump. But um, we'll see. It's part of the Democrat 
democratic process to have primaries and have general elections. And just like the speaker's fight, that's part of democracy. That's how we nominate people. And, and those are fights and elections that we have to have. Now that the, uh, the chaos is over, you've got some probable votes coming up. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a couple. Okay. Will you vote to expel Santos, even though it might cost the GOP a seat? I have not read the, the resolution to expel Santos. Mm -hmm. I have demanded his resignation from day one when I found out he lied to get into office. The right and honorable thing would be to resign. He hasn't done that yet. Um, I'd want to read it and see what the process is if it goes through. I'm a civil rights person. I do a lot of civil rights work, but there has to be due process. So does it go through the ethics committee? That would be my first question before I make a decision on that. We may actually be voting on that this week. Mm. Uh, vote to censor Representative Talab. I know I'm pronouncing her name wrong. For her Israel Gaza statements. The First Amendment is something I want to make sure that we're not violating the Constitution. People get elected, um, but what we're seeing this week, there's going to be a tit for tat. I think Democrats want to censure Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, we just got a new speaker. Israel's under attack. Our economy is crumbling. We have millions of people coming across the border, and this is what we're doing this week. I mean, I just, to me, it just, we have much bigger problems to figure out. Uh, would you vote for Ukraine and Israel aid together? Or would I you prefer want, separate votes? I want and separate, why? I want separate votes. Why? Um, because when we're doing these spending packages, they should be separate individual spending bills. Like there's a law, the 1974 Budget and Control Act, which says the government, the Congress is supposed to have a budget and 12 different spending bills. But what they're going to do is they're going to try to combine it together so that we jam through over $100 billion in spending. It would be better if they were separate so people can have an up or down vote. Do we support this or not? Because the two the two wars are completely separate and different, and their needs are different. Mm -hmm. And it would be better for the American people. But what also would be better, whether they are combined into one vote or they are separate votes, we have to have this conversation about the southern border. And what are we going to do to protect our border, protect our national security? Because there are individuals that are on the terrorism watch list that are coming across our southern border. It'll be over 130, 150 this year. And so to have this conversation, we want to make sure we're not spending more money overseas for other people's borders than our own. And th these are all worthy conversations that we've got to have while we're discussing supplemental aid packages. <sighs> I, I was going to ask you, you know, how do you talk to a poor and disenfranchised person in South Carolina who can barely, you know, put food on their table and have a roof over their head? How do you explain to them why all of this money is going overseas? I, I explain that it's the, it's the fault of both parties. We are, we are $33 trillion in debt because both sides, no matter who's president, no matter who's in the majority or who's speaker of the House, they have added this debt. And that debt ceiling deal that Republicans just did back in the spring will make our debt over $50 trillion over the next 10 years. And that is why eggs cost $6 for a dozen, while a gallon of milk is $6. It's why you're paying in South Carolina, in some cases, over $4 a gallon of gas. People cannot afford what they're doing. And um, we had August uh, recess, and I was back home for a couple weeks and, and working. But I took my kids to the grocery store. I had, we have seven days on, seven days off, you know, when you're a two-parent house, two separate households. And I took my kids to the grocery store, and it was almost $500 for a family of four for a week. And I just, that is not affordable. And that was just meat, fruit, and vegetables, and no junk food. And <laughs> they like, hell I, yeah, I what EBT yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Uh, but, you know, the average American family can't afford $2,000 of groceries or $1,800 a month in groceries. How, who can afford that? Nobody can. But that is the fault of Republicans and Democrats that have spent us into oblivion, who refuse to balance the budget. The former speaker promised to have a plan to balance the budget, and he buried it in a drawer. It exists. But we need to have a plan, whether it's 10, 12, 15, 16, 20 years, that gets spending 
in order. And the last time we balanced the budget, for example, was in 1998 under Bill Clinton. And before that, it was in the 70s under Nixon. It is ridiculous that both parties can't set their differences aside and do what's right for America. Everybody, no matter their political affiliation. Wrong. Um, Republicans want to impeach Biden for corruption and bribery. Do you think that's valid or is it just like a tit for tat because of the two times Trump has been impeached? Well, I can tell you, uh, the former speaker went to conservatives a few months ago and said, hey, we are definitely impeaching Joe Biden. And then he went to House moderates the same day, two hours later, and said, we're never going to impeach Joe Biden. That should not be the answer. That's not leadership. What we should do is follow the facts, follow the truth, and then come to a decision at the right time once we've had due process, once we've shown evidence whether or not an impeachment is warranted. That's what the American people want. That's what they deserve. And that's what we should do. And I, I do believe the, the new speaker will follow due process. He's a constitutional attorney, but won't make that decision in haste. It should be made when it's warranted. You don't think that's a waste of time with everything else that's going on? Well, <laughs> corruption is a real problem in this country. And I have seen bank accounts. <laughs> it is. It is. But I have seen bank accounts of the president's grandchildren with money directly from communist China. That should not be happening in our country. And it should be exposed for every, for every American to see and then decide whether or not that's okay. Whether there's an impeachment or not, I want people to see the evidence that I've seen and make a decision for themselves. Do you believe the evidence against Donald Trump? Wh which, which evidence? All which, I mean, uh, exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> which, pick one. <laughs> pick, I mean, pick one of the 91 well, charges. Which, I mean, which, which indictment? I mean, the, which one? It's a lot of them. Let's just say Georgia. Georgia, that would be over the election fraud. I, yeah. I, I haven't seen the evidence yet. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. There will be a trial. Okay. And everyone is allowed, again, I do a lot of civil rights work, and everyone is allowed due process under the law. And if they're found guilty, they take responsibility for that. Um, but I, I haven't seen evidence to show that he's guilty of that. Now, there are a lot of people around him that did a lot of things. There's that Sidney Powell that, that took, like, a database, like a voter database, maybe. And I don't know. So it's... Congresswoman Nancy Mace, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. for the night. But before we go, please consider donating to Mental Wealth Alliance, okay? They help destigmatize mental health in black communities and make treatment more accessible and effective for people in those communities. If you can, please donate to the link below. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. 
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.